everybody welcome back to divided we stand today we're gonna be spicing it up we're doing it different it's me it's me today so pretty excited <laughs> by the way it's victoria you can't see me yet all right here it's me it's victoria um we got joel guyer mike gadiosi and duncan mcpherson per huge we got the coronavirus update um so covid19 cases obviously we're seeing a spike with a total of 4.25 million cases and 149,000 deaths confirmed in just the U.S. with 645,000 deaths worldwide. And things are just not looking positive for our country right now. You know, some states are opening or completely closing down into phase one again of quarantine. And I just don't see how we're going to continue on like things are normal. And I know that Connecticut is better than everywhere else around us. It's just I think we really have to start taking this seriously again because I, for one, totally kind of forgot about this. I am, I'm going to be honest, I was resuming life as usual. Obviously, I was wearing a mask, but like I was hanging out in groups of people and going out to restaurants and pretty much doing everything that was open. I went roller skating the other night, but nice. I'm kind of scared again. I'm kind of scared again because when you actually look at all the deaths and stuff like that and all of the rooms in the ICU and the people on incubators, I forgot who it was, a rapper, I forgot who it was exactly, but he sent out a tweet of a bunch of people like laying on their stomachs in diapers and like they're completely unconscious in ventilators and their body is just like struggling to keep them alive. And it's so scary because at this point, and you see all ages, you don't just see the ages that they're saying are high risk, it's everybody. And it's just like, it's scary to think that I potentially could be in that state, that like vegetative state, it's terrifying. I don't want to do that. So I want to ask you, Duncan, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Because I know you just don't really, I know you think that everybody should have a choice to wear a mask and stuff like that. But when you see the effects of what it could potentially cause when somebody doesn't wear a mask or when somebody like spreads the virus, like how would you feel if you potentially gave that to somebody? I would feel horrible if I gave it to somebody, which is why I wear a mask when I go in stores and things like that, even though I'm, you know, COVID negative myself. But I've said before on a number of, occasion, a number of occasions that the virus could have a 100% deadly rate, and I would still say that people have the right to go do normal activities. It's well, okay. he's not wrong. I mean, look, here's the thing, and, and, I, and I think it's high time we sort of all get past that. No one enjoys the lockdown. I don't think this is a democratic hoax, and I, ho I hope it's not, because if it is, then we'll take to the streets on November 5th. But it, this, this thing is serious, and I think the thing that people really need to consider is it's not just the United States. So this idea it's a democratic hoax, well, how did we get Brazil to kill 86,000 people to jump in on the hoax? You know, we talked a lot about how Sweden was doing well. Guess what? Sweden's doing horrible now. No, and they're, not. they are. Not only are they doing poorly, they're not anywhere near herd immunity with their numbers going through the roof. That's a fact. That's just the way it's going. The article you sent the other day, which you're claiming based on the information from within that they're doing horribly, they have a 30% higher death rate than the U.S. So if we're at 0.1% death rate, 
they're at 0.13% death rate, which is not much worse. And there are other countries in the- in Duncan, the that's a lot worse than anything else that's happening to you that you could be exposed to. The oh flu is like a 0 0.001. Yeah. This is yeah. way different. It's way more yeah. contagious and it's way more deadly. You could say it is or it's not. Definitely. And I know, look, the science- the science isn't all out there yet. We still don't quite know. But, I mean, you're looking at, like, millions of deaths, potentially. It's not a hoax. Not even close. I'm not just saying not. That you're claiming that Sweden is doing horribly now. And I'm just pointing out that although, you know, coronavirus may be worse than the flu, Sweden's not doing horribly. They're doing better than states than countries in the EU that locked down. Like the but the idea that they were going to get herd immunity without a lockdown, it failed. It, that that plan was it was good for a hot minute. We all pointed at it. We did the same thing with California, with Florida and Texas. And now look where we're at. Look at South Dakota. And they the other idea about the, the idea North Dakota is better. There's it, no, it's okay. It kind of just like it got debunked, you know. It like they're not saying that anymore. Like with the flu, there's only once you get that strand of the flu, you can't get it again. That's how it works. That's why you have to get a different shot every year. It's not the same with the coronavirus. It's not. So you could get it twice, or you could you could test negative for it and then go back a week later and test positive for it. It just doesn't work like that. It doesn't have the same symptom it doesn't even have the same symptoms as the flu so i don't know why people consistently keep comparing it to something like that well i think the other thing too is look it's it's it, it is different and um we just don't know enough about it we don't know i mean we've seen now people get uh, reinfected we don't know if the long-term effects will be lingering we don't really still know much about this thing other than that it spreads really easily thus the masks and I'm going to go back to your point, Joe, that you made about uh, be, being a hoax. It's not a hoax. I can tell you that right now. I, and I heard people, I've heard people say, well, I've heard people say this is a hoax when it, at the onset of this thing. And I thought you, you're crazy. Uh, I, I don't believe it's a hoax, but I do believe there are groups of people, whether they be Democrats or Republicans, that are using this for their own gain and or political advantage. That that they're using this panic and fear to try to manipulate people. I believe that's out there. There's going to be people that will take advantage of this. There will be people that will use this for their own. It's like Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Remember that. So I don't believe it's a hoax. Like good quote, Mike. I know, right? I don't believe right? it's a hoax. I, I, I've had, one of my rap songs. I have, heard, I have heard conservatives say that this is a hoax. And I, and I say, you, no, it's not a hoax because you have people that have died from this. And I've known people uh, personally that I know that were infected with this. I mean, my wife has to get tested for this every week where she works so i mean no this is not a hoax but people will use this for their own advantage and try to take advantage of a, of a situation just for their own political outcome i believe that strongly i, I don't disagree I with you at all there i think that's dead on yeah duncan yeah what i think mike is it's like right. uh it's like there was a mass shooting all right and this is an analogy and the media is hyping it up, making everybody think that there's going to be another mass shooting in their neighborhood or like they're taking something that is horrible that happened or is happening. Right. They're blowing it way out of proportion in the media. Like I said, I just don't think that those are comparable at all, because when you talk about something like a mass shooting that could potentially be preventable with the right things, it's it's just not the same as something I'm like the coronavirus where it's everywhere. It's an analogy. Without it's not well, the, I, I think the but point Duncan's trying to make, the, the point he's trying to make is that 
the media, and I agree with him here, the media will blow things out of proportion to, again, to to push their own narratives. And so I agree with Duncan in that respect. I know that the analogy may not be the same. I, I probably wouldn't compare the two, but I know where he's coming from in saying the media will blow things out of proportion because they've been, they've been known to do this and. Wow. <laughs> Look, I think the, I mean, I, the idea of weaponizing information is – I won't dispute what either one of you are saying. I mean, that is a fact. And there are people out there. They're called opportunists. Uh, right. Candace Owen, I think, is a perfect example of that. Somebody who's willing to take information and weaponize it in order to – uh, you know, push their own agenda. I get that. And that's certainly a thing. And, and it happens on both sides all the time. I get that, too. Fact of the matter is, is most businesses and most people, even the Duncans of the world who don't love doing it, are doing it anyway. And it's the right thing to do. It's the only thing that's going to get us. I mean, 51.3 million Americans have filed for unemployment since this thing started. That's insane. People are struggling. Right. People are ha- people are taking that's their stimulus the checks and locked down. Though that wouldn't be happening if the government hadn't forced people to stop going to work. That's only this was an extreme case. Extreme case. That's why the lockdown. It wasn't an extreme right. case, though. That's my point. Is that it, it is? Bad, it was. It still was. is. Because people are doing, we have to do it again. There, California and all those other states are re-entering it right now. And even places where masks were not mandated, they every as of today actually was the first day that masks were mandated in a lot of states. To be honest, Connecticut is honestly a rarity where it's mandated everywhere you go. You have to wear a mask. Highly illegal. Well, not highly illegal. We've discussed this before. We can we can beat this down forever. And look, Duncan, again, at the end of the day, the court says if there's no amendment, it's it does matter what a court says. That's how this country is run, and we you know this. Even you can yell Marbury versus Madison all you want, that's not going to change the way we do business in this country, Duncan. And it's unfortunate. And you're right. You're right. Everything you're saying is right. right but let's point. put it but put, put it into put it into practice and it's not. And it's not illegal and they're going to get away with it. That's that's probably going to happen. There'll be some rare instances where I'm sure some people will have a good enough claim where they'll be able to sue. If you look right now the Republicans are already considering the new stimulus package and as part of that they're literally saying a 5-year moratorium on any sort of lawsuit related to COVID. Mm-hmm. Because you know where the Republicans always are and the concern always lies with corporations. This is just another great example. They're willing to cut off a couple of bucks for you as long as their buddies don't get sued. That's where we're at. And it's a shame. So, again, Mike, yeah, they are weaponizing it the other way sometimes. And it's a shame. We should all be in this together. This should be the thing, I think, that unites all Americans. We all want to get over this. We all hate it. It sucks. That's impossible. Well, let's be real. Americans it should be like that, but it's not going policies to be. That Americans will never unite over policies that are inherent, inherently opposed to liberty. The only thing that can unite Americans is liberty. That's what this country was founded on. It's the core principle of the country. <laughs> well, we're going, we've decided not liberty this time. We're going to go with life first. Yeah, life, we could go life first. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Like maybe not being a Let's have a life. Let's have a life. We'll get the liberty, and then we can all be happy. Well, if you we'll your life could end at any moment, you know, and if nobody causes that directly, then that's nature, and that's the way it happens. We don't have the authority to override mm-hmm. nature. I am not going to let coronavirus kill me right now and blame it on the nature. Right. That and is not my way. Stay not home. It. You can't force other people to stay home. If you're scared, you can stay home. 
This is coming from a guy who mostly stays but home. That's the thing, though. You cannot <laughs> take <laughs> unemployment and all that oh, kind of man. stuff that people are getting when they're staying home at their jobs that are reopening because the country is reopening and their states are reopening and stuff like that and saying that they can't get unemployment anymore because their job is open back up and they have to go back to work. Like, you can't, like, what about that? Like, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, and that's why are the, I, These are the struggles of a free society. Your choices have repercussions. If you can't get unemployment and you don't want to work, then you're going to have to rack up credit card debt or something. And that's on you. This is a land. No, no, because I don't want to die because I don't want to go outside and die. It just sounds ridiculous. That just is, it, it does not make any sense. It's so well, one way. I believe but in anyways. and you don't. I'm, I'm an American. I believe in what America stands for and you don't. That's the difference between my group and your group, the left and the right, the, the protesters or rioters and the people who are against it. They don't believe in America. They don't believe in liberty. I believe in America and I believe that nobody should have to go out in fear, living in fear because people do not want to do what the scientists and what everybody is telling us that we should be doing to protect each other's lives. I just don't understand why you don't care about that. So you believe in a scientific dictatorship. That's what you're saying. That people do what scientists tell them to do. You don't have did any, right. anybody. Uh, anybody happen to catch Fauci in his uh, believing in facts? Anybody <laughs> catch uh, Fauci at the Nationals game not wearing a mask sitting next to two people there in the, in the, in the stands? Yeah, it's his wife oh, and his brother. Of course, he's sitting with them, just like you would if you were out. What are you talking about? Do you guys want to blow? You guys want to blow every instance out of proportion, Mike? You're literally doing what you were just condemning. You're trying to weaponize information. He's in a baseball game with his wife. And his brother, yeah, but he's telling he's everybody to wear anybody. Anybody. Nobody should really be at a baseball game right now. Like, <laughs> I agree with that. Up. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who it is. If you're doing the wrong thing, you're doing the wrong thing. And, like, that's just how, but like, once again, I, I'm sitting here. I try to stand for facts no matter what. Like, right. and that's why. So if you're but doing the anyways. wrong thing, you're doing the wrong thing. So you want to police people based on your morality, what you decide is right and wrong. That's the difference between libertarians and everybody else. People mm-hmm. that are libertarians always back liberty regardless of their own morality like i'm against using heroin but i still say that people have a right to do it whereas conservatives leftists other people want to impose their morality onto other people and that's what makes there you go that this is the country where you don't have the right to enforce your morality onto other people because we all have (laughs) equal rights and we can choose he tells us to wear a mask, but he's not wearing a mask. He is wearing a mask. He yeah, took it down. He's eating, he's eating and peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Nobody Calm down. around him except for his No, I, I just love know. getting you going. I just love getting you going like this. That's why I mentioned it. I just Can I just tell you going. something? I'll be honest, Mike. I think, I think baseball and football and basketball, and I'm a huge sports fan. Everybody knows how much I love sports. I think this is a god-awful idea. I think this is yeah. really only inspired by greed by both the owners of these teams and by the networks who they have contracts with. Because, you know, all these meetings about reopening schools and on public safety are all done with social distancing. And uh, it's funny that these people are doing that. They're having Zoom meetings to decide whether kids are, should be able to go back to school. Yeah, you won't even sit in a room together, but you you want to send exactly, the kids back. Exactly. And again, look, exactly. I posted... I posted these numbers here. Look at these numbers and look 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 at the numbers, right? I mean, right. if you're under one, one to four, five to fourteen, you got a really small chance of dying. Fifteen to twenty-four, twenty-five to thirty. See how it starts to really jump right there? 
That's the scary part. And and the thing people don't understand, and, and uh, I'll play you a great uh, – here, as a matter of fact, here's what we'll do, Victoria. Um, here, we'll, we'll go right to uh, – You talked about earlier with school districts, but we're seeing more school districts – at least in Virginia, for example, last night, deciding to go online only. What does the president say to parents out there who are now going, okay, what do I do with my kids? Yeah, the president has said um, unmistakably that he wants schools to open, and I was just in the Oval talking to him about that. And when he says open, he means open and full, kids being able to attend each and every day at their school. Uh, the science should not stand in the way of this. Uh, and as Dr. Scott Atlas said, I thought this was a good quote. Of course we can do it. Everyone else in the Western world, our peer nations, are doing it. We are the outlier here. Uh, the science is very clear on this, uh, that, you know, for instance, you look at the JAMA pediatric study of 46 pediatric hospitals in North America that said the risk of critical illness from COVID is far less for children than that of seasonal flu. The science is on our side here, and we encourage for localities and states to just simply follow the science, open our schools. It's very damaging to our children. There's a lack of reporting of abuse. Uh, there's mental uh, depressions that are not addressed, suicidal ideations that are not addressed when students are not in school. Our schools are extremely important. They're essential, and they must reopen. That is absolutely yep. absurd to me. And I just want to talk about this for a hot second. So she touched on abuse and all that other kind of stuff. And personally, I was really, really concerned about that when we went into the lockdown originally. But I really do think this, regardless of if there was a COVID lockdown or not, because during summer vacations or spring break or snow days or anything like that, there are so many students where their only meal is a school lunch or their only way of getting out of an abusive household is going to school or something like that. And I really do think that there should be some kind of action put into play because I just graduated high school last year and I have a lot of friends that aren't in the same position as I am. I feel like I am more well off in that sense. And I do have people, especially right now that I am worried about not being able to get the food and everything that they need and the resources that they need to survive, especially because they are just kids. And so that is a really big concern for me. But I really just think in general, we should have something put into place to protect these kids and to make sure that they're getting what they need at all times. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there because I don't want to just completely like dismiss that part of her statement because I do think that that is really relevant. But I also want to touch on, I just don't understand how Betsy DeVos, especially, I have a quote right here. She said, more and more studies show that kids are actually stoppers of the disease and they don't get it and transmit it themselves. So we should be in a posture of the default of the kids going back into the in-person classroom. I just don't, that makes absolutely no sense. There's absolutely no science behind that. And I just feel like that is spreading an extremely mixed message because kids and parents, let's be honest, are eager to get back into the classroom. And I just feel like her set spreading that not informed message because it is not true. I know that there are not a lot of there's no science. So 29% no 29% of teachers in this country are 50 and older which is the 
Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and the students could transmit it to the teachers, and you're also she was only really and talking then bring about it home to mom and dad. kids. Like you also have to take in consideration, like, like I literally just graduated high school last year, and like I have like asthma, and if I got COVID, I would be screwed, you know. So it just like would not be good for me, and I just feel like we got a lot of vapors out here nowadays. They're all high risk, so I just feel like how are you only going to be talking about like seven year olds when you're talking about reopening schools? We have to consider everybody we have to consider colleges we have to consider professors we have to consider people living in dorms like i just about don't the lunch lady. No, exactly what about the lunch lady themselves. what about We're her what about snack lady anybody people need to consider themselves the, the thing you want to put in place to make sure kids get what they need that's called parents they exist already parents have a responsibility to make sure that their kids are fed just because you're scared of being sick doesn't mean you can tell everybody else to to, to stay home so if teachers don't want to teach there's a whole nation full of kids with with college degrees that don't have jobs that are just piping ready to jump in as as substitute teachers for now. Um, I guarantee you, if but then you have to make to sure teach, that those teachers home. are continuing to get relief and aid for not going to work or make sure that they have a stable job. Or what are you going to do with all those college students that don't have a job next year when you put this, all those teachers back into their positions? You can't just choices. do that. People have to it's weigh not their people's options. Choices. It's if not a choice to be high risk. Employer, it's not. It is. It's not. It is Your choices dictate the results. And if, if your employer doesn't have a system where you can take no. a medical leave and be supported, then that's your own risk. This is a country where people No, we need to put something into place. If you're going to say that everybody should have the choice to do whatever we want, then we need to be able to provide that option. If you want to stay home, then you should be able to not have to worry about it, have if that aid or whatever, and then employer, send the teachers that aren't worried about it, send the kids that aren't worried about it, and the parents and everything that are not worried about it. But you have to keep keep the online school system open for the kids that cannot go back. And you have to make sure that those teachers are getting the relief and the aid that they need. And I just feel like, and there's no reason for in this country for that not to happen. We have all of the means and all of the resources to do so. So why is that not happening? That is my question. Go to school online, but don't shut down the schools and prevent people from going there. That doesn't make any sense. If you want to have people go to school online, that's fine. And also if, if, parents are scared and they're not going to work or whatever, then you know what? They also have the right to homeschool their kids. And it, what a convenience. If they don't think their kids should be going to school, they don't feel like it's safe to go but out. But they That's need to make sure that they my get thunder, Duncan. I was going to say that about homeschooling. <laughs> He just stole my thunder there, Duncan. I was going to say something about homeschooling, too. Yeah. But I agree. There should be an opportunity for, for parents to homeschool their kids. They've been doing this before this pandemic. And here it's even more fitting if you can allow them to do so now if they choose well, to. There was, a, wanna... what, there was a study that said that there was like $25,000 that were um, put aside for every student per year for school, for public education. How about this? Just take that delegation of that money and bring it with the child wherever they go. So if they want to be homeschooled, bam, take that money from the federal yeah. uh, money that would be going to the schools. And the teacher and the, and the parents have twenty five k for a year of school to get their, their kids the books, the education, the food, whatever they need. Or if they want, if, if there's like neighborhoods could figure this out if there's a teacher who's scared to go to to a to public school or whatever they could create a private school with a limited number of students who are you know vetted and tested and approved to go to their private school they could charge you know x amount of dollars a fraction of what the the federal amount per student would be for the local education budgets and they could have a 10 student home school where they make a you know a, a, a equivalent to the salary that they made teaching in, in class 
I 100% agree with that's that. I agree with that's that. That's a great, by the way, Duncan, that's one of the best things you've said uh, yeah. in a couple of weeks. I love that. I, that's a really <laughs> I, good. And it's, I, I feel like, yeah, exactly. I feel like that's sense. what I was like, we all agree. That's what I <laughs> want. Like, you know, I just, but it just sucks that that is not going to be our reality. Like, we let's face it, let's it, be though. real. Could, that's not going to happen. Sure. Why can't we push for it? Make, make, we could. Absolutely. It's not my idea. I heard somebody else talking about this the other day, which is, uh, you know, I'm just parroting it and pushing it because I thought it was a good idea. So we just have to, you know, encourage people. Like one thing that you can do is call the White House switchboard and uh, leave messages for the president to encourage him to do things. He actually, from what I hear, he, he stays up at night and listens to messages from, from the switchboard. And uh, so we should just tell him, take the federal education budget, any ch- kids that choose to not attend school, let the money go with them to for, and fund whatever their new option is, whether it's homeschooling, whether it's private schooling or whatever. But there, there's a giant amount of money for every student that's being you know, spent by the federal government that if those kids aren't in physical schools, that money won't be needed for those physical schools because it's proportional to the number of students. So it could easily be, um, you know, re divert like diverted away and just uh that amount of that dollar sign that's tagged for every student could just go with them wherever they just they choose to go for their education and i want to ask joe and mike if schools reopen and there's like no program where you have the option to continue homeschooling your child or anything like that i mean there there might be or anything or even if there is do you plan on sending your kids to school no. First, first of all, my kids are graduated, so it doesn't make oh. a difference to me. <laughs> but I, I would, I probably would agree with Joe and probably not send them if there was no option for that. But I have to say, a historic first on this show that all four of us agree on something. I know, right? Oh, I know, that's right? amazing. I think we all agreed on my tax idea too, though. Where you would was that? Oh, was that right? true? That too, yeah, we did. Yes, it's been too. a while. Yes. It's been a while since that's happened. Now, look, my wife and I've already discussed that we're not sending our kids in into school, and there, yeah. and right now our school district. It, it, they're really excellent. They sent a survey, uh, and they're they're actually rolling out three different options, and you're allowed to take which one you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know a lot of the teachers are. And I've talked to some of them. They're 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 confused about the plan. They're nervous about the plan, and the older ones are scared to death, literally. Yeah. Um, but but I, I will say this, and I, and I don't think it's. I think Trump threatening to take away funding that he can't take away anyway. So it's a threat and nothing more than that. And it's it's meant to encourage schools to get to reopen. And again, I think we'd all love that. Um, I can't stand my kids being here 24 seven. I'm just going to take that. And I love that. Don't get me wrong. And my kids and just yeah, just run that line. I don't have a problem with that. They're annoying at times. Um, and I'd like to get them back into school. I feel horrible for my four year old son. He's a genius. Um, He's so social, and he hasn't seen another little boy in like six months. I mean, I feel so bad for him. He'd like, he's he's so looking forward to going back to school. I just don't want him to bring that home so I die, because yeah. he'll probably be fine. I get that. Yeah. The numbers support what Betsy DeVos and even what Kyla or Kaylee McEnany said, but. She said that they were stoppers and that they don't. They're not stoppers. That's a ridiculous thing to say. Correct. They can transmit it to everybody else. It's It's the bringing of it home is where my concern is. I said this last week. I didn't sit home for the last six months 
just so you could send my kids to bring it home to me. I mean, I did my part. Now, let's, now I want some cooperation on the way forward is all I'm asking for. But again, look, to, to be fair, I think most school districts are are giving people options and they're not forcing them into something that they're uncomfortable with. As long and as according it's to locally, you know, that's good. Right. Right. It's just any centralization of power to the, the federal government is a really bad idea. If people in local communities want their kids to stay home, then they should be able to make that happen. That's their right. The government doesn't have an authority right. to tell them one way or the other. Absolutely. I would never support Trump doing a uh, nationalized school opening, for, you know what I'm saying, like or an executive order or something like that. I totally agree on that one. Well, I look, I appreciate what he's saying. And I even the threat. I mean, he knows and I'm sure they've told him he can't he can't pull the funding. No. It's not his to um, it's not his to stop either way. It's been appropriated by Congress. But the idea of trying to push people to open up the schools, I get that. I'm fine with that. But. Betsy DeVos still really has no plan. Each school district has its own plan. I get that. And so then let the schools decide. Stop trying to tell them what to do because you – and again, Kaylee Maganini said it. Each school should leave it to the science even though we should throw the science out. And then she quoted science, no, 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 no. which was weird. That, that, that was, she said the science shouldn't stand in the way. But what she meant is the, the science shouldn't be standing in our way because in the, later in the sentence she says the science is on our side. So yeah, but it's like, not based on. Well, it is. Like you said, the numbers it's, line up with about, about, about kids. But again, it that does. Here's the it's, thing. Like I said, like if it's just the kids, if we only send under 12 year olds to school, we should be fine. Five or six of them will croak and we'll be exactly. fine otherwise. But the problem is, is the lunch lady, the, the receptionist, the, the principals, the teachers. There's a lot of people that are there and there a lot of them are yeah. in those in those um, those. Um, Compromised uh, demographics. Well, like it, it's like I said before, if you bring preschool kids into school and try to force them to wear masks for eight hours a day or however long school is it, you know, good luck to that, you know? Exactly. I will say this. Look, Mike, I'll even disagree with you there. My my daughter's seven. Um, I didn't think there was it. She loves it. She loves it. I've taken her in the car. Oh, I've taken her in the car to go get gas. I may be a little out of touch You'll because I, 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 I have two. My two kids are all grown. I might be out of touch then. So maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been very surprised. My kids, I mean, you know, again, the idea of going for a car ride while I go fill up my gas tank or whatever. Or mm -hmm. the other day I went and got gas for my lawnmower and they were like, oh, can we go? And they threw their masks on and they kept them yeah. on the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not, even enough, I'm not even necessarily worried about that. But again, I, I'm more concerned about it coming home to me or that right. my kids, wonderful teachers would get sick and die. That would yep. be horrible. There's yep. there's a right way to do this. I think the federal government needs to, like, stop interfering. Be bold. Let them know you want this thing reopened. And we, we all know where Trump stands on this and where his administration stands on this. We all do. But do it safely. Do it right. And again, be mindful of the upcoming election. If somebody's kid goes to school in the fall and is dead by election day, that's a vote you're not getting. And you can't blame Joe Biden or the media for the fear mongering because that'll literally be a dead kid. I was just and that's a real say, thing. You cannot blame Joe Biden or the media for all of the ICU beds filled up. You cannot blame Joe Biden or the media for all these horrific things that are really happening. No, so, you can blame Cheddar. That's how you want to blame Cheddar. <laughs> Sorry. Yoda. <laughs> Gotta throw that in real quick, though. 
But anyways, <laughs> somebody who is crazier somehow, somehow has got Betsy B. It's Kanye West. We all know homeboy <laughs> rapper Kanye West running for president. He announced his intent to run for presidency on July 4th. He hosted his first um, campaign. And let me tell you, um, that was something else. It was a lot. I don't know if any of you saw the clips from the campaign. I know none of you were like there. He said a lot of really powerful stuff about about, like how people moved to cities when that's where the work was. And now things are different and you don't need to be in cities. And he was talking about how it makes sense for like an exodus from cities at this point in time. And he said a lot of really good stuff. He said some, you know, some kind of wild stuff, too. But there was a lot of really good stuff. But is he aware that that's called white flight and that we did that in the 70s and 80s? That's why the cities are run down and mostly black. That's the thing is that he's not aware of that. This is not white flight that we're talking about. This is the natural repercussion of decentralization and the Internet making it not necessary for people to be in the same place. If you look right now with the riots and things anyway, there's been a huge increase in, in... properties being listed in both LA and New York where people are leaving the cities now anyway. So, I mean, it basically, I think that there's going to be a trend where we're going to see cities um, emptying of a lot of people because it's no longer necessary to be in cities and because uh, cities are sketchy as hell in, <laughs> in 2020 America. Well, what I'm noticing now is like we're, we're house hunting, actually, as a matter of fact, and we've looked at a, several houses in the past week. And what I noticed was a lot of the people, there's a lot of showings. You get there and there's other other showings going on. I noticed there's people whose cars have license plates from New York that are looking at houses here up in Connecticut. Now, is that uh, is that like leaving the city? I don't know. But the, to me, we've seen a lot more increase. That. And even my agent told me we're seeing a lot more of an increase of people coming out of New York, coming into the burbs up here in Connecticut, Listing looking for houses. Bubbled doubled in it's also cheaper down here significantly well in some places it's cheaper (laughs) not not everywhere in connecticut well in some places but but like living directly in new york city is very expensive and as an actual real estate agent here in connecticut i can tell you two things number one we've definitely seen uh people coming to see houses from out of state especially from new york uh, that's definitely, I've got, got quite a few of my colleagues who have been fielding calls from out of state, uh, from people who are looking to get the hell out of New York. Quote. That's what I'm saying. That's a, that's a quote, that's a, yeah. That's, uh, that's what we're seeing, too, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, that's only from, like, the current pressures from the uh, the riots and things like that, too. But what Kanye was talking about was something different, where just the need to be in cities is no longer there, as like, in terms of jobs and things like that. Nowadays, people can work in a more rural environments and uh and you know being together isn't necessarily 100 percent necessary but my point is that kanye said a lot of really interesting powerful stuff that the media completely ignored and just went uh you know went with stuff like this yeah uh, but even that was out of context um i watched a video about it i can't remember the details though I watched the whole entire video, not out of context, just the ramblings of an idiot, as usual, because (laughs) that's what Kanye is. it also came out that it was also, and I don't mean to discredit anybody that has a mental health disorder, um, but he did, and everybody else kind of came around him and said that it was, like, kind of a manic episode. He is pretty open with having bipolar disorder. And time that Kanye goes against what what his handlers want him to do or say, 
I they just claim he has disagree. a mental disorder and try to lock him up every single time. He went to meet with Trump at Trump Tower. Well, like, you, he said ago. that they, they tried to lock me up like the movie Get Out. He said that. And then I'm trying to find the video right now favorite. because a lot of it is insane. So, so that's a Stephen move. When Harriet Tubman... Well, Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. She just had the slaves go work for all the white people. Y'all, we leaving right now. <laughs> he said to tmz that slavery was a choice he said it seems like y'all wanted to be there yeah, like, talking what? About slavery of the mind you choose no he was not talking about slavery of he the mind he actually no he was not actually he yeah, said there he was, was 400 the people thing. there that seemed like a choice he thing. said that or no he said it went on for 400 400 people there he said it went on for 400 years yeah, that seems go, like he a went choice on to talk about slavery of the mind well but yeah, also I mean, for Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves then in what? The context of in their minds? In the, exactly. Like what? I don't understand yeah. that. The Underground Railroad was just like a metaphor? Harriet Tubman and slavery is obviously not talking about slavery of the mind. But it, well, 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 how is Harriet Tubman going to free slaves? She was a freed slave herself. She was helping people get the hell out of there. Exactly. Nothing, I mean, it's helping not like... free. It's not like he was like she fought in the war and then wrote a thing that freed all the slaves. Like the immense, I just I, like that's. I don't think that that's. I just think that's a stupid thing to say about Harriet Tubman, exactly. as if Harriet. I mean, Harriet that's Tubman was doing the best she could, and Kanye's not doing the best he can. Uh, not at all. And you can completely tell it. And I just feel like it was completely. I know this is a little bit off topic and not what we usually talk about, but I just feel like it was completely horrible to bring his daughter. And I know it's Kim Kardashian. And I know that she's public with everything, but to say that his daughter was almost an abortion, like she's going to grow up and see that one day. Like, yeah, let's and this is real. a discussion that we need to have. I had. I don't think that this is a discussion a that we need to have. I don't want to go back onto this bad. again. But I don't. <laughs> This is I a just... discussion that needs to be had. Abortion. People like people need to know about this. Kanye considered murdering his daughter. I've had that happen before. This where is somebody crazy. murdered a but potential offspring of mine. Unfortunately, it's definitely it. not murder. Um, because yes, it's exactly. Totally legal. I, I will uh, say that was a potential offspring of yours. And I'm very, very yeah. sorry that that happened. It's very debatable if it's murder or not. You're, you're ending the life of a human being. Hold on. Wait. So now we're not we're not playing by the Constitution or the rules of law. We're just exactly. what we now what we like. This is where abortion constitutional. Well, actually, it is constitutional, and my wife said she would explain it exactly to you uh it's all within the amendment it's all about your individual liberties duncan you would actually should actually by by technical reasons being supportive of it no. uh, exactly. like if you're gonna have like it's coming it's, it's coming but it's legal uh so i would prefer we not refer to it as murder we'll call it abortion and no, we could debate it another day it as murder because it is murder it's a lie but it's not murder unique it's, not, it's murder. not murder it's not murder it's not murder i just didn't it's not murder by any definition if it's alive and you're killing it's not murder it's not murder it's not murder it's not murder not murder duncan if you duncan if you punch the pregnant one in the stomach and she miscarried, you wouldn't be charged with murder. Yeah, you would. You wouldn't. Which is horrible. You which you is you should be. You should be. But you wouldn't be. Be real. where people have murdered a pregnant woman and they've been charged with double yeah, they've murdered murdering a pregnant, a pregnant woman who's yeah, like nine months pregnant. pregnant. Yes, yeah, it's a fully formed fetus. The fetus is called 
but Duncan and I can also find any more examples where that's and it's just the women. This is a matter of philosophy whether or not you determine it to be It's not a matter of philosophy. It's a matter of law. At 24 weeks, that's it. Then it's murder after that. For the first 24, it's a medical procedure. Murder has a legal definition, but also the law colloquial definition. That's what the law says. Duncan, this is a technical issue you're going to lose on. It's the law. It's not murder. It's not murder unless it's after 24 weeks and it's done deliberately. Disagree. So no, it doesn't matter what the law says. No, like I've said before the Supreme Court no. can say whatever. No, just like they this want. whole lockdown All is right. because of your president Donald Trump's national emergency executive order. I'm staring at it. And that, that's and the I reason for the lockdown. It doesn't matter what, what the law what says from Duncan. Then? My point is, is look, no, you can say, say that you can say what whatever you want. It doesn't, rule. it doesn't change anything. This is this is everything that's happening. All the lockdowns imposed by the states all came from his emergency order. What does that have to do with place? murder being abortion? That has nothing to do with, with, with murder being... Uh, my, my point is, is, Duncan, just because you don't like it or where it came from, you don't get to flip it around. You don't get to call uh, abortion a philosophy. Yeah, it's no, not. No, no, it's no. not. I'm just saying, not. determining whether or, something is, whether or not something is murder is a matter of philosophy. It's oh, he you, said that murder you, was a philosophy, yeah. not abortion. But we have... It, it's not... not it's, but it's not. Duncan, not. you're not going to... Duncan, you wouldn't go to court and be like, well, I'm going to tell you what I think murder is because they would tell you to get the hell out of there because no, murder is clearly I, defined in the book. So no, you're yeah. wrong again. No, Stop I'm it. Not. It doesn't matter if... You're wrong. The murder. law is it's what murder. the law is. You don't get to decide what, what you want it to be. It's that's no, not law, how it works. If, if the law is repugnant to the Constitution, it's null and void. So no. therefore, it doesn't. It's not matter. null and void. Yeah, <laughs> null and void Tyler, in your mind, and in nobody no, else's. Tyler, like, Marbury versus Madison. In that case, they determined that regardless of the decisions that courts have made backing laws that are unconstitutional they remain unconstitutional even if courts have said that it's okay that they are constitutional because without an amendment it doesn't matter courts have make mistakes and they make the wrong decisions unless there's amendment it's a, an amendment it's so you're right this is all been a big mistake that abortion is not murder it's all been a big misunderstanding yeah, look, at the, look at the supreme right. court decision yes very you've recently, got it denying <laughs> an appeal right. in california to allow larger congregations at religion at, at at churches we have an unalienable right to peaceably assemble and the supreme court just went against and i have an unalienable amendment. right to do Duncan, whatever did I, I want. Can I, can I refer back to the executive order on national emergency that president trump put into effect that's what you, that's that's what, what that's that what covers context? everything. That pretty much we talked about. This covers everything. It covers everything. I don't understand how that relates to what we're talking about. It, it the whole thing. You're 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 questioning of of, of the Constitution, no, no. the court, and the laws. I'm telling you, it it, it you're, you're saying you're, that it's covered under the executive order. That means nothing. An executive order can't override the Constitution unless there's an amendment to the Constitution. The president can issue whatever executive orders he wants, and it's not legal. It's unconstitutional. So then, the the president's executive order is illegal. This executive order. Absolutely. There's uh, everything. Who, did somebody find it unconstitutional or you just decided that? It doesn't matter. You just decided that. So that's that's the way it is. It hasn't gone to court, Duncan. So, Duncan, who said it was unconstitutional other than you? I'm just curious. Marbury versus Madison says that it's unconstitutional before it's even deemed unconstitutional. That just by being passed. Being Duncan, you can say Marbury versus Madison a hundred more times. It's not going to change reality that we're living in. You're right, but nobody cares. 
but that's my point. But that's is that I'm yeah. Right. That's all. It's that's messed my up. point. Like, Fuck it, it's messed up. I'm not saying it's not, but but you can talk about what? the perfect world and you can talk about how it's supposed to be or what you want it to be. That doesn't. My point is, it doesn't change what's actually happening. Right. Nobody that's, cares that's, about Murray versus fine. Madison, and they should because you're exactly right. But Why they've completely gonna, ignored it. My whole point has progressed that I'm right. completely, completely past that. And let's not be real. being followed. Whether or not the Constitution is being followed, obviously it's not. What it's I'm just crazy exactly. when you want to pick and choose when you want to follow the Constitution. That's what are you just talking about. When did I pick real. and choose? And laws. When did I pick? I like this comment from Tyler. This comment right here. I think it you got you there. About a virus and it's say... shooting. You missed the entire point of the analogy. The point of the analogy is that the mainstream media takes an event and hypes it up worse than it is. Right, and the right-wing yeah. media never does. It's That's not, right. It's not the mainstream media. Oh, you stop. I'm comparing the reaction and overblowing the reaction. That's what I'm doing. I'm not comparing the school shooting to a virus. If that's what you think, except you're not... No, except that that's it, not what I did at all. That's not I'm what he was doing. Media reaction. It's, I'm not comparing one thing to the other thing. I'm comparing the reaction and overblowing the reaction to create exaggerated hype about something that kills a minimal number of people. Hey Joe, I never said the conservative media doesn't do that. They, they, both sides blow things out of proportion. Yeah. Oh, I, never, I, I never, I never pick one side over the other. I think, Michael, I think you and I agreed on that. It seems one person that's doesn't. A, that's called a straw man <laughs> argument. When I say the media blows something out of proportion and you say, well, the, the conservative media does this, that does, that's irrelevant to what the I'm whole, saying. All the media blows things out of proportion, but for the most part, they just report the news and people freak out. So it's not no. about media hyping it, it's people being afraid. For the most part, they don't report the news. That's my whole point is that I they don't a thousand percent disagree with you. Anyway, every legitimate media person in this country would strongly disagree with you. Well, but that's also why you all bought into the Russia hoax for three years when oh I was my God. Saying the whole point that it was fake and funny. Well, he does and have now, a point there, Joe. You got us there. About the you got us there. That's a, point. that's a win for you. Chalked it up in the win column. You're not getting Whoa. abortion, and uh, you got to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. <what's... laughs> and Marbury Madison is Marbury and Madison what? is real, just not observed. Well, and real quick, time out. Hold on one second. Do me. I want everyone who's watching and everybody on this show, if you already haven't, and and because again, Duncan and I have had many a late night conversations about this. Marbury versus Madison is the most ignored court case in the history of the Supreme Court, and it's one of the most substantial. And it, it is just been tossed by the wayside i don't know how or why i'm trying to actually research that duncan because you're exactly right with what you're saying and somewhere along the way they were like yeah never mind that yeah because it's all just politics these people are owned and doing what they what they're told to do they're they're globalists who don't believe in america and they if they if they want to erase u.s sovereignty they have to not observe American law. And that's the whole point, is that they're overriding everything incrementally like a frog boiling in a pot so that it's not drastic and instant. You know, what the, I've, I've talked about the frog metaphor, right? The way you cook a frog yeah. is by, by putting it in a pot of cold water and slowly heating up the water. Because if you boil water and toss it in, the frog will jump out immediately because it won't notice. But by the time in the, in, when you're heating the water, by the time they realize they're being cooked, it's too late and they, they're too weak and injured to jump out and you have them. That this is a scientific process of incremental erasure of U.S. That principle seems and a sovereignty. Lot, a lot. That metaphor kind of reminded me of how, like, people, especially people in like cities and stuff like that, are set up for like a life and kind of just get beaten with the stick. 
to like to like just like the end of time and then like you expect them to be able to go to college and like get a good job and like do the right thing and like pull them out of that position but it's like you give them no resources to well you're not that's what to that reminds people me of, resources people earn, <laughs> people earn resources they they don't the government's job isn't to give people resources Nobody ever said that, people though. from cities who have gone to be very successful oh, and People have I spent so much time trying to get this get stupid this tweet. tweet that I'm going to make sure that we post it. The, the real original is. tweet that Joe thought it was was this I was the version I had. I beat <laughs> Biden <laughs> off, and I thought that was real. And thank goodness for my good friends and co-hosts here who quite quickly pointed out in the pre-show meeting that's not the real tweet. This is the real tweet. So, uh, yeah. And it's almost as stupid as the real one. I will beat Biden <laughs> off of writings? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. So well, Kanye West. That's why I so wanted well. to even bring this up in the first place, because I just feel like he does. He Kanye's got a lot of supporters, and I just feel like regardless or not, if you are a Kanye fan, you've got to know that that is not factual. Kanye is not going to beat Joe Biden off of write-ins. I'm not saying... And I just like, you have to understand no matter how you feel about the man, if you vote for Kanye West, it is a waste of your vote. And you'd be what, blowing what, that vote what out. What I said in the pre-show meeting too is, uh, you guys are talking about everything Kanye said, and I couldn't really comment because I haven't watched him because I just can't take the guy seriously. And there's mm-hmm. no way in hell I would vote for him. I think he said a lot of good things, but no way I would ever vote for him for president. But I've been saying since the start, since he announced his campaign, that this is, you know, an effort to uh, diminish the number of Democrat votes clearly in favor of Trump. And Which is, this is shocking. What he's saying now. Let's like, be. Now like, saying, I want to kind of talk about that. Biden in 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 write-in votes. He's not talking about beating Trump. He wants Trump to win. He's just talking about decreasing Biden's votes by having vi- Biden voters vote for him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is obviously a plan. And I feel like it's Trump. also pretty obvious that all yeah, of yeah. Kanye's. <laughs> Kind you go, of Tyler. messaging <laughs> is all based on religion and on that kind of stuff. He literally said to him that God came to him and told him not to kill Jesus. his daughter and told <laughs> him to run for president. And God told him to do all this stuff. It's just like kind of nonsense. Wait, didn't God tell Trump all that too? I don't no, know. No, no. People have, uh, I saw an interview where somebody oh, asked Trump about whether he was chosen by God. <laughs> And uh, he said that he doesn't know if he's chosen by God, but he hopes it's true. <laughs> okay, That's smart. That's a good answer to that. I one that piece one. of advice I would give to Kanye West is please stop hanging around Joel Osteen. And I thought, I yeah. thought that Kanye being on the Trump side was <laughs> yes. Get, a get out of that. Publicity didn't know that. Yeah, stop or, hanging out with this guy. That, that Trump just being on his side. No, I thought that Kanye being oh, on Kanye Trump's being side, because I thought it was to get, like, the kids out of the cages or something. I thought that it was, like, a publicity stunt for him to be able to, like, get into the office and, like, have a conversation with Trump to, like, actually do something positive. I thought that that was a thing. Does nobody remember that? No? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah but I, I think like that does not before. seem... That doesn't seem like what's going on right now, clearly, like, you know? Next, the, the Trumpster, Yeah. Hmm. He likes them. They're buddies. I don't know. That just seems weird to me. But anyway, I agree I- with this sentiment too from Tyler. Before you move on, <laughs> if you uh, if you 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 sing poopy scoop, you can't be yeah. the president. Yes, I think we do have to draw limits I somewhere. I agree with you on that one, Tyler. Yeah. I definitely agree with that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
you, okay, whatever. Um, like, I just want to talk about the protest, but th now I want to talk about it from both sides because we are seeing it from both sides. And even, didn't a Trump supporter just get killed? Yes. And honestly, I do want to touch on that because I want to talk about the violence from both sides because fighting violence with violence is never an answer. And I just feel like, Sometimes it's the only answer. Why aren't we? Okay, this is crazy. That that is so. Let's take this Duncan back to three weeks ago, where he says violence is the only answer when we're talking about mass destruction of buildings and people trying to go into. No, you said fighting violence, but violence like is never the answer. But the whole point of the Second Amendment is that you can defend yourself okay. with violence against <laughs> violence. That's the whole point of it. Okay, reverse. I don't think it says that. Are the inherent right to self-defense as right. well as you know other things. Murder or abortion. Just kidding. <laughs> no, there's no um, right to That's a joke. Right Everybody relax. All right. I've got a ton of footage. Uh and I mean guys, feel free to 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 talk along here. We have a lot of this footage and I it's worth showing. You're gonna see some cops being bad and you're gonna see protesters being bad. Uh, there's, there's a whole lot of this stuff here, and I think we can all agree at the end of the day that in 2020, the United States of America, to see a city under siege is bad. And without trying to blame anybody, I think it's, it behooves us all to figure out how to make this kind of craziness stop. too much in it that's that bad i don't well, this is a peaceful one this was yeah. a good one so, everybody yeah. liked this one and yeah. then this happened protests especially the ones that get violent are not really pushing the black lives matter movement as much as they're they're in antifa operations plain and simple here's a good example oh, this, definitely, this is crazy yeah, this, this is, is crazy. crazy. We can't have this in America. I'm sorry. This has to stop. other legitimate protests and then you look at something like that there's a clear difference here and i feel like there's a clear difference with the people that actually want to do something positive and the people that are trying to fight positive with like hmm. you know what i mean and i just feel like you want to know something that's 
like I find really interesting. You don't see any of these people that are really, really fighting with violence like this, kind of sharing themselves, going out and spreading themselves, kind of inflicting this kind of stuff. And I feel like that is kind of a problem. Um, I feel like obviously there's an issue with this picture. And I just feel like there's truly we have a serious issue from both sides but the violence is not going to help us at all and i feel like even like the walking in the middle of the road i feel like we're gonna have to move past that kind of stuff when you look at this really really serious footage of like this it's just not the same it's almost it's two separate groups to be completely honest it sucks because like we are fighting for a common denominator but in the manner of which that is being done it it they're not the same and we don't, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not the same. It's not the same movement. It's not the same group. There's a clear difference. And I totally have to agree with you on that point, Victoria, there are people out there that are pushing for justice. There are protesting peacefully for a good cause. And then you got the agitators that are coming in to try to cause trouble. We're seeing a lot of that going on in these cities all over the country. I don't think it's quite like that. What I see is that what I see is from the top down, the Black Lives Matter organization is run by revolutionary communists and they lure people into supporting their cause and then use them as pawns and cover to commit the atrocities that they're committing. They they have all these people thinking that they're fighting for that they're going out for black lives and protesting, but in reality, they're just being used as pawns for the revolutionary communists that are besieging buildings and, you know, fomenting insurrection how are you going to say that when there are like because there's video chicago police happening but that's the thing chicago you want to focus video and narrow down using... on a couple incidents when the majority of the protests are positive no that's so, not true the majority of them is. are pulling down statues violently no, the, rioting blocking traffic you are seeing and you no, are deciding of to that's the point a finger on that's, no, that's and I just there's a lot of them. You're gonna, there's a lot of that going around the country right now. The ones that make it on the TV, the ones that make it on TV, you could say it's all of them. I don't think that. I mean, there's so, so many protests. They happen every day in cities and towns all over America. Most of them are not violent. The violent ones are the ones that make it onto the lame, the lame street yeah. media. Now, even the not pop they're toppling statues, they're blocking traffic, using force to assert political dominance. When you... Well, blocking traffic on an interstate, especially, is illegal. Unless Maybe you have a Tyler should have just been on the show today. He's got yeah. a lot of thoughts and questions. This is it another will, really it... good one. I know a lot of people. No. I've heard a lot of people I, say that. No, look, come, no, I come November 5th. COVID will no. be gone and the streets and that, will be clear. Exactly what I was saying. I tell a lot of people Tyler, that if Joe Biden wins, you watch all this is going to go away come no January way. 2021. No I think way. it will. If I think Joe it will. Biden wins, it'll be through vote fraud and Trump won't leave office. If, Dude, Trump, but, if, if Biden no, wins, there's no going to be from mail in voting and Trump's going to call bullshit on it and he's going to say, I'm not, my job as a president is unfair. to protect this country. I I'm can't wait until the FBI takes him yeah. out of the office, no, but, but that's yeah, fine. Listen, if Biden wins, I don't understand how a president who has been impeached can get reelected. It may happen, Victoria. Well, Duncan, I don't think think they just learned today that rioting works. Rioting has always worked. No, it doesn't. No, it hasn't. Governments let's look at the past. Let's, history. Look at, let's open a history book. Let's do that for a second. With terrorists. Well, we don't we don't call Americans terrorists, generally yeah, speaking. Do if they're committing terrorism, these are acts of terror. Pull up the definition. I know you have it. 
I definitely do. I told you I'd pull it up. There it is. There you go. The FBI defines terrorism as the unlawful use of force and violence against persons or property to intimidate or coerce a government, the civilian population, or any segment thereof in furtherance of political or social objectives, tearing down statues, blocking traffic and screaming at people, besieging courthouses, throwing fireworks and explosives at, at Then cops. how come the KKK isn't determined as a terrorist group in the United States, but you want the Black Lives Matter to do that? You think like... Because they donate to the Republican Party, so they're a political organization. Exactly. So there's that. Um, the KKK they were started by a Democrat. <laughs> You just sound ridiculous. It's so ridiculous to me. KKK barely exists. Black Lives Matter movement is not lynching people. The KKK barely exists. Did you just say that? Barely exists. Um, are you okay? Did you not hear about literally the black girl in Connecticut that got shot for being in her car and driving down the road? Dude, that was like two weeks ago. One instance. The what do you mean one instance? And then there was the other instance where I'm pretty sure there were two black boys getting chased down by two white guys in Manchester, and I'm pretty sure they killed them. So there's another instance, and those were just in Connecticut. So I could just like, keep going if you would like me to. Yeah, how are they? How are the incidents on KKK? They're racist. They're they're obviously racist. Okay, incidents, so they're but... white supremacists. Okay, but regardless, how are you not gonna lumping everything in with KKK? Okay, so but you can lump everything in with the Black Lives Matter movement. Movement, but I'm not to do the same thing with the KKK. Out there Black Lives Matter flags and stuff. There's nobody out there in hoods representing the KKK doing stuff. There's people with the Confederate flag. They, well, they're they're the they're day ended. Symbol of the KKK. Like, let's just what? They, look, the KKK had their time uh, where they got yeah. to just run rampant in the streets and kill and take care of whatever they wanted to, and now it's a different group's time. Seriously. That's all. That's another way to look at it. We haven't seen many cross burnings in a while. If it's not happening to the same extent as it was, you cannot pretend like it did. And there's like 150 to 200 KKK clubs in the United States with membership over like 3,000. I mean, it's not, it's it's still there. It didn't happen. I'm saying that it's virtually non existent now. 3,000. But that's not true. That's not a fact. That's not true. That's not a right statement. The KKK, the KKK is if they exist, they're not doing anything. They're just. Like, yeah, they're not doing anything except for there's a bunch of people being killed and lynched and getting ruled as a suicide. But no, the KKK is not doing anything. You're right. By the KKK. All right. Look, look, granted, the KKK is not the problem they were about 30 or 40 years ago. Now they barely exist. So, right. Now it's Nazis. Now it's (laughs) Nazis and white supremacists. White supremacists. Where? Dude, there's studies from the FBI that call them the biggest domestic uh, the domestic terrorist group in the country. The FBI who lied about about Michael Flynn and what does that up? have? Do you think it was those same but agents that made up that thing FBI. too? Dude, FBI, you're just you're just throwing whatever you can against really, the wall. That's good. Really That's good. FBI, look, you're 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 pro military when it suits you. You're you're pro police when it suits you. You're you're it's 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 very hypocritical, and you're better than that, Duncan. You're better than that. You're always very consistent. That's nonsense. So we can't go for that. So we stand for that from propaganda. It's pure propaganda. The FBI lies all the time. They're like Duncan, you literally just took a quote from them and defined what I'm pretty sure you right. You could you could use their definition a minute ago, but now you're discrediting them. That's no good. Come on, dude. Definitions are definitions. Propaganda is propaganda. Okay. And both be valid as each one individually. A Do definition of terrorism, <laughs> regardless of who it comes from, while at the same time, propaganda is propaganda, regardless who it comes from. 
the FBI putting out statements like that is lying. White supremacy is not the number one domestic terror threat in the U.S. What is? Lives matter, Antifa. Look around. That's where people. That's what's happening right now, though. We're talking about over the last five, ten years. It's that's not been the case. These people are pissed and they're angry. That's what's going on. Past five. And as long as you keep defending it, it's not going to stop. So my point is, we need to find. We. I don't mean you, Duncan. I don't mean you. I mean people in general. Until we can sit down. Until we could sit down and sort it out. Because, look, these people still feel like they're the oppressed, that they don't feel like they're the terrorists. They feel like they're yeah, the ones. They're it's an insurrection. The the it's an insurrection. White terror, white supremacist terrorists that don't exist, fomenting everybody to make them think that there's this big racial occurrence with white people being against everybody when it never has. Ha it's like, Again, though, look at the protests I just showed you. It's like 99 percent white. Yeah, all, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're being brainwashed by the media to think that white supremacy. It doesn't is matter. Issue. Everything doesn't is matter fake, and we're are. getting brainwashed by the media. Yeah. On this that is note, the <laughs> that led to us to this point led us to this point. So you guys also understand we are the media too. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't have any. Come on, Tyler. Media, like, he said that. <laughs> we're talking about people with thousands and thousands and millions of views. This is the progression that led us to this point. When Barack Obama was running for president in 2007, 2008, anybody that stood up against what he stood for was derided as a racist to remove them from the competition. I, 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 I would disagree with that strongly because you, because you hold so on, hold on. on health First of all, you know full well, I was, I was a Republican then. That is not true. The only time you got called out for being a racist is if you said when you racist stuff. Racist. My point. I'm going to finish exactly. my point. No, because I'm not a racist and I was called a racist constantly. So let me finish my point. The enemy, the people that stood up against Obama were called racist. And then when he won, anybody who stood against his policies when he was president was called a racist. And then when the people who stood against his policies elected Trump, they were called racist and he was called racist because they were against Obama's policies. None of that. No, time, not because he was against Obama's policies. Was Dude, because I think when people racist, talk about we got to get rid of the Obamas so a classy family could move in. I mean, you're, you're the, the racial implications on a lot of those statements. Nobody was talking. Duncan, nobody was talking about his social policies. You can't take, you can't take that statement and, and superimpose it onto everything that's happened. Anytime. And all anybody, of the Obama propaganda that was like spread around. So, that so, was so negative. It was crazy. I, it was like literally absurd. All of the like, have you did you have you seen a lot of like the racist like, especially like figurines and different like costumes and crazy crazy racist, shit that was made when Obama came into office. So if you're gonna tell me that the reaction on people where that aren't racist, I was called racist repeatedly when I'm not a racist for disagreeing with policies. Oh, he's not a racist. So um, anyways. Um, Am I, I are you saying, saying I'm a racist? That we, no, if, you, if you're going to say, oh, I'm not a racist, implying that I'm racist, I expect you to what? follow that up. Are you saying that I'm a racist? I want to know. Literally, how did this get here? I don't because even understand, but okay, anyways. Oh, you're not a racist. If you're saying I'm a racist, how am I a racist? Because, Duncan, you have a lot of, lot of sentiments that are just 
I'm not, I can't, I don't know if I could, I, since I know you personally, and I really, I really don't think that you are a bad person with bad intentions, but a lot of the things that you say are directly racist, and you can't like, compromise. You show, that. you show, you show no, no empathy or understanding for anybody that doesn't share your worldview, and that's so, a fact. And I, you know how I feel about you, but you don't. Seriously, and it's like, I... That is the ultimate form of empathy. Oh, you're doing us a favor. Yeah, exactly. What Thank I you. care about on behalf every of everyone. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you guys are misunderstanding me, just like the mainstream media has. No, we're not misunderstanding you, and that's what I'm trying to get across to you. That's what I'm trying to get across. Is that I'm trying to see. I am seeing your perspective, and I feel like that's why I have the standpoint that I. Okay. If you name one thing that I've that I my name one policy of mine that's racist. First of all, I literally, I bring this up like every week. Your whole ideal on open discrimination, that is like pretty racist. Like, let's no, talk about that. Not. And then also like the, the comparing like Antifa and wait, the Black Lives Matter. Giving people the right to discriminate is not racist? Then you can give another one. Let me, let, quiet, let me, let me follow up on that. Saying that people have a right to discriminate. Oh my God, you are a... 30-year-old man, calm down. All I'm right. sorry, Duncan, but this is craziness. If you're calling like, me racist, why are you getting racist, so riled up? I deserve you an asked me a question. Yeah, and you gave an answer. I said, name a policy. You named a policy, so now it's my turn to come back. You're saying that because I say that discrimination is a right... That, that I'm racist. That's not true. I'm not encouraging people to discriminate. I think discrimination is wrong, inherently wrong. It's bad to do. I, I, that doesn't mean that people don't have a right to do it. You don't, people have a right to be jerks. I don't think being a jerk is good. They have a right to do it. If, if you're going to engage, if you own a private business and you are going to transact with people, you can tell people they can't enter your property without shirt or shoes. You can, you have a right but that's not the same because you cannot it choose to be Duncan, black, from, from, gay, or any of that. Like, Duncan, you you're, you're ignoring shirt. 1865 until 2020. And no, I'm not. all I'm of the other nonsense black that's black happened people. to black people and minorities and I'm women not. who didn't get to vote until 1920. No, blacks didn't get civil rights till the 60s. All I mean, bad. All of that's bad. But I that know, Duncan, I know that you know that that's bad, but your idea that the government, like the government had to intervene and pass these laws and put these acts into place because... Too many people were jerks. The government doesn't have the right to intervene and tell small businesses they don't have the right to dictate who they do business with. Discrimination, as abhorrent and disgusting as yeah, it is. Yeah, but we had to tell right. people they couldn't lynch black people who passed through town. Like, we had to start there. We, it's not like it started where you're starting. It started literally after, after slavery ended when we just started throwing them in jail and then selling them off to plantations as free labor. Which was that pretty much just putting them right back where they came from. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking that is, about. It is, it is, but it's, it's, I don't care what you're talking about. I'm talking about what I'm talking about. You ignore the fact that this is a racist, this is a racist country that's got a no, long racist history behind it. Because it was racist before doesn't mean it's racist now. There's no system. Duncan, it's, it's still racist. racist. And the Duncan, fact it's still I racist. Have another example. The racist. fact that you think the country isn't racist. The country has no systemic racism. Sure, there's always going to be racist people. That doesn't mean the country is racist. It's not. 
I'll, I'll once again reiterate. Look at look at the percentage of black of, of, of black people who get business loans, college loans, scholarships. The numbers across the board are lower, Duncan. There's a reason they have to be propped up because they've continuously been pushed down. And that the whole middle class of the '50s, the whole idea was to push white people up and black people back down into the ghetto. That's what we did. Look at loans by race. What about credit? Do black people, do these people have lower credit, worse credit that makes them less applicable for loans? Is that a factor? You can't just look by race and assume that it's racism that's causing it. That's not how this works. There are other factors. It's their, it's their poor credit scores. Regardless I mean, you, of that, Duncan, we've talked that... about this. Into the 60s and 70s, there were mortgage companies that were still steering and blockbusting oh, no, and redlining, purposely and... creating white and black neighborhoods. This is in the 60s and 70s I'm talking about. This is recent history. Yeah, this, is in, this is in my and Michael's lifetime that this has been happening. So you can't say like 20 years later, like, well, it's all gone. No, it's not. It's not. If it was, people wouldn't be marching in the streets every day for the last 60 days. They would because the mainstream media lies about all this. Oh, Obviously. please. Fox reports on it, too. OAN reports on it, too. Daily Wire reports on it, too. Uh, Everybody sees what's happening. A reporter from Fox just called out Trump. But anyways, regardless of all that, I think that we could all agree that this country has some work to do. But anyways, why don't we see a news on Facebook? We invite you to like the page and join the conversation or visit us at Clovercast Media at Divided We Stand. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Feel free to share this on all your social media. Share it with your dad. Share it with your your boyfriend. Share it with your girlfriend. Share it with your honey. Share it with your side chick. Do it all. Share it with everybody. All right? So this is for Michael Scottie Duncan McPherson, Joe Aguirre, and me, Victoria Lang. Thank you for joining us on Divided We Stand. See you now.